You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 45 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I have been eagerly awaiting some Chiefs news over the last two weeks. Literally anything for us to talk about on this show, but sadly, there isn't any. So, that's all we've got time for this week, and we'll be back in two weeks' time. Only kidding, obviously. Uh, We've decided the only thing that we can do this week is to choose some of the best headlines this week from our headlines and see where we go from there. So, uh, God, I hate the off-season. But first... We haven't got any. <laughs> There's no but first. Nothing is happening in the sporting world that we can get really excited about or kind of link towards the Chiefs in our usual way. I know, right? Like, I wanted to talk about Boris Johnson clinging on to power like Bob Sutton clinging on to defensive coordinator job in 2019, but you said, no, we can't go politics. Let's not go political. Like, we could talk Stranger Things, but we don't want to go into spoilers because that's not fair. We Who could talk to boys, the but that's halfway through a series. I don't know. We can talk about how bad Jurassic World is because that was a really bad film. We bad. could have talked F1. We could talk Wimbledon, but we decided actually, no, it's June and there isn't actually much <laughs> to talk about. It is, it is the worst month of the NFL calendar of well, the technically, year. Technically, we are into July now. We can't really blame... June. Oh, yeah, it is July. Sorry, yeah. apologies. Okay, well, I suppose at least we're in the month of training camp now. I literally just, like, forgot an entire week of my life, by the way. <laughs> I was convinced when we started recording this podcast it was June. No, it is July. All the days and weeks roll into one at this time of year. So I suppose we're in the month of training camp. There's there's one plus side. Training camp is in a matter of weeks. But in general, back to the June thing, June definitely the worst month of the NFL calendar year, but what's the best, Brad? What's what like if you had to rank your power ranking of the of the uh the months of the year in terms of NFL, what's your top three? Well the start of football is obviously the the key thing, isn't it? Start of getting out all the preseason games out of the way, the training's out of the way. Week one is always right September. Just, so, September so September is September. so September's got to be like up there, hasn't it? I, I agree. Yeah, I, I September's not my number one. As much as I enjoy the other months of the season, yeah, it's such a long break between Super Bowl and Week One that by like gets to Week One 
and the main game you're watching could be Jacksonville versus Houston, You'd watch but it. you just don't care. You, you really do it. not care. Like even the year like, after the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl to the Bucks, I was happy to watch the Bucks play on Thursday night, even doing their <laughs> banner stuff, purely because I missed football that much. Yeah. So yeah, September's definitely number one. Yeah. What second? Without a doubt. Um, I think probably around, <laughs> I think probably around about Thanksgiving time. So November. I would say November. What would you say? I'm definitely going January on this one. January. Playoffs. Oh, the playoffs. No, Week 17 and the playoffs. Give me that. Give me that. I, no, you see, the reason I think November is because we're kind of getting a bit more of a, uh, an idea of who's going to be the contenders this year. Yeah. We're getting it around about that time. Then it's coming into Christmas and then it's, you know, it's, it's sink or swim really for a lot of teams, isn't it? And I suppose the good thing about November is that like there's literally nothing else to do in this you know, on Sunday <laughs> nights in this country other than just sit there and just concentrate and watch football. So like yeah. in terms of like, attentions of football november's probably my absolute peak yeah. uh, throughout yeah. the season Dark so what comes third? We, we, we do a power rankings we do top three so what's third is it another month of the season or is it the draft a lot of people say that april's their favorite month because they get the draft not not so much for me um i i tend to stick to like the the, the months that games actually happen so i'm going to go with february only because it has the super bowl yeah, but then it's a it's a bit bittersweet in February, isn't it? Because you've got the Super Bowl, you've got all the excitement going around, especially if your team's in it. Mm-hmm. But then you've got you think, oh god, after this, that's it. There's going to be no more games. Yeah, and it's a you... long, long wait again. It's a very bittersweet month, I think, as February. I must say though that this year has gone a lot quicker than in previous years. I don't know if you feel the same way. I like to me, like this off season has gone really, really quick. In previous years, it gets to this point in July, and I'm like, I'm like climbing the walls where I'm just waiting <laughs> for football. All I can think about is football season coming. This year, I'm not so bad. Maybe it could have been quicker if we had soccer slash football World Cup. Now, very true. Well, we've got the women's Euros which start today. Uh, England yeah, are playing. That. Yeah, we I'm have to watch that. I've got that. Yeah, I will be watching I'm actually, that. I'm actually taking my boys to a game on uh, Friday. I'm taking them to see Spain versus Finland. Yeah. Um, in the women's Euros. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Really, apart from the fact that they're like the best player in the world that plays for Spain has just been ruled out from injury. But yeah, it should be good fun. It should be good fun. Never mind. Never mind. But no, to be fair, I didn't know who she was like a, a day ago. I just saw that she got an injury. That's all it was. But um, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, I enjoyed watching the women uh, soccer slash football. Um, I, I really enjoyed the World Cup uh, when it happened yeah. a few years ago. Um, I really got into it. You know, I really, yeah, yeah. really... I mean, the, the, the level of... Uh, competition between the teams as well was fantastic. I mean, yeah, watching, yeah, the, sure. watching the Lionesses was good. Yeah. Um, you know, you really got behind them and uh, it, yeah, it's, it's really come up and coming, I would say. Yeah. And people like, people like get all like, uh, I don't know, pre- like medieval on about like women's football, blah, blah, blah. But like, come on, like they say that the quality is bad. No, it's not. Like go back and watch old football. Go back and watch 1966 World Cup and you watch that and tell me that the football was good then. Go on, no. just because England won it, yeah. Like the football, the football was terrible back then. You know the, what? Like the women's game, the women's game, like they try to play like good modern attacking football, yeah. and I, I really enjoy it. Less so at the like the domestic level, but the international level, as you mentioned, like when you get those yeah. top teams in the international level, it's just as entertaining as any men's game. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if, just going back to what you're saying, that when you watch old games, I mean, I, I always my my main World Cup that I always remember is the 1990, Italian 90 World Cup. 
Yeah. And I watched some games back thinking, you know, I'll go back and reminisce. It was such a great World Cup, really exciting time. The football was great. It wasn't. The football was not great at all. Um, I mean, like you said, watching it back, you're thinking, God, this is so like pedestrian compared to what football is these days. Yeah. And that was only like, what, 30 years ago? Exactly. Is that my my maths right there? Yeah, it was about 30 years ago, wasn't it? And the football is so different. And I and there's me thinking Italian ninety was the best World Cup. It's brilliant, fantastic World Cup, uh, but the level of football just wasn't great. But the, the whole euphoria around it was great. Um, yeah, for sure. And and the memories of it were, were brilliant as well. But yeah, you're right. Quality level, I think the women's game's really improved. Yeah, for sure. Um, shall we shall we get into the arrow headlines and kind of stem our boredom for now? At least get some kind of Chiefs news going. Yeah, it is hard though, isn't it? Oh, this time of year. I don't know how you do this job. <laughs> every every week, all you hear about is me complaining about my job, and people are like, I will just quit it, Tom. I'll take your job. I don't mind. <laughs> but when, but scraping the bottom of the barrel in in June slash July, yeah, it must be painstaking. I mean, when the seasons are flowing, or even preseasons flowing, you've got loads of content to get through. Mm-hmm. But my God, mate. You've earned your money these, these past few months, <laughs> and this is as you mentioned it. When when the preseason starts and the season starts, like the activity era head pride is just going to be ramping up through the roof. Yeah. It's going to like we've got such a good team of writers going into this this season and and podcasts as well. As well that yeah. when we get into August, July, into uh, July, August, September. This this channel this this website is just gonna is gonna be there for the entire Chiefs Kingdom. It's gonna be so much content, and um, thankfully, I'm I'm thankful to be entering like you know year four of all of it of it year four. Yeah. Wow, year four. Very yeah. good times with the vets now. I'm one of the vets. <laughs> I'm like McCall Hardman now. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. Um, I think shall I start with the first uh, article I saw on our headlines. Yeah. Um, sorry to quite... be clear for this. Sorry, so, sorry to Chiefs Kingdom. Is this the first time you're you've listened into to the Great British Chiefs Show in the last few uh, few episodes? Basically, the concept is simple. We're going to talk about a story that appeared in our headlines, um, more so normally opinion based as opposed to news based, and we're basically going to talk about why we think the author slash writer was right or wrong. Yes, that's basically it. Yeah, so um, feel yeah. free to chime in on on socials at, at Tom Charles fifty six at Brit Chief UK at Arrowhead Pride. Tell us what you think. But yeah, this is this is what we're here for, and that's what we're going to be doing for the next half hour, forty minutes or so. Yeah, we normally have a main topic of discussion <laughs> yeah. that we save for the later on in the show, but because there's nothing, literally zero going on, it's yeah, very difficult. But anyway, enough complaining. Let's just crack on, shall we? Um, so yeah, my first arrow headline that I looked at um, was quite exciting actually there's a bit of excitement going on this one uh chiefs rookie cornerback believes the chiefs will play in germany in 2023 mm-hmm. uh yeah cornerback joshua williams um is basically stated uh that the chiefs will be playing in germany yeah um, it's not even it's not even like a, a thought of his is it it's no. just like <laughs> it's very matter it seems it come across to me it's very matter of fact yeah the chiefs are playing in germany next year and i think the Chiefs um, pr team probably thought oh my god we forgot to tell him yeah. to under wraps yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we, we knew this was on the cards we've talked about it on the show we are as soon as like it got announced that the chiefs weren't playing the bucks in munich this year our attention straight away turned to frankfurt 2023 yeah 
and we didn't know whether it was was going to happen. We were, we suspected it happens. So what Joshua Williams is saying isn't like, oh my gosh, shocking news, but it's almost a confirmation of what we all thought was going to happen. Like I've been a bit apprehensive about, ner- a bit nervous about this, going a whole season wondering whether or not the Chiefs will end up playing in Germany the following year. Now I just feel a little bit more chilled out about it. Clark Hunt was clearly pissed off that they didn't get a chance to play in Germany this year. And you just know that he was going to move heaven and earth to get the Chiefs playing in Germany. And oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're going, they're, they're going. Thank you, Joshua Williams, for making my winter and uh, autumn a little bit easier for me. Yeah. And the interesting thing is as well, Joshua Williams was actually drafted by, uh, was it Beerhoff from Germany? Yeah. 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 Um, Oliver Beerhoff, yeah. Yeah. And so there's a nice little connection there that Joshua Williams, because he was announced by... He wasn't literally drafted by Oliver Beerhoff. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Hello, is this Brett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know what I mean, though. He was, he was, yeah. he was basically... Oliver Beerhoff uh, announced that the Chiefs were selecting Joshua Williams. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice little kind of link up there that, you know, he broke the news. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's it. And like though, though, those um, draft parties where they go to like foreign countries and whatnot, and, oh, or yeah. even around the states where they get people to announce the announce the draft picks, they look pretty special. And they like they do like because you, you think like it's not necessarily special to everyone else, but like as you mentioned, that like that beer hall and Oliver Beerhoff now will will have such a place in Joshua Williams' life now. Yeah. Like the, the single biggest thing that's ever happened to Joshua Williams is going to be linked to a beer hall in, in Munich. <laughs> 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 that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Like, it, it just it must be so surreal for Joshua Williams. If he's still on the team, like in 18 months time, the Chiefs are playing in Germany. He's going to be like, well, Germany's like like my second favorite country in the world now. Like it's gonna, it's, yeah. it must be. It's pretty special. I do like, I do like what the Chiefs do and what other teams do there. The Jaguars do it quite a lot with London because they've got obviously got such a close tie yeah. to London. Every year they always announce picks from like Wembley Stadium or whatever. And yeah, it's just a pretty cool thing they've got going on internationally with the NFL at the moment. Yeah, and he uh, he gave a nice little shout out to Deutschland as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I like it. In his little video, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Not a lot of people are talking about Joshua Williams. He's like the forgotten draft pick. Um, Everyone's on about round? McDuffie. It... Everyone's all about like you know, yeah. Was it a fourth rounder? Like, fourth round, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know a lot about him myself, but normally, like the premium positions, like cornerback, everyone gets excited about them, regardless of draft position, because they know that if they hit, it's such a premium position that it's gonna make a difference. No one's talking about Joshua Williams in this. And is it because they've gone so much like heavy or so heavy and defensive positions higher in the draft that everyone's talking about Carl Aftus and Trent McDuffie yeah. that they're kind of forgetting about about this guy like a fourth round pick to me that's a value pick that that's yeah. a high value pick and you expect at least a contribution on special teams from a fourth rounder so be interesting to see if Joshua Williams can can crack that cornerback room because it's not exactly the deepest room in the in the Chiefs lineup yeah, we like our fourth round picks in uh, Chiefs Kingdom, don't we? This, uh, we've had quite a few of those. We do. Those we get one every year, Brad. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we get one every year. One every year. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So is it my turn? Yeah, your turn, mate. Jody Fortson looking to pick up where he left off last year. Oh, man. I was gutted before him. Yeah. 
I was gutted for him because he looked legit. When 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 he caught that, uh, which touchdown was it? Password. Oh, what was it? There was one against Washington that he caught. There was a brilliant one that everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's arrived!" Yeah, and then, and then he got injured, and you're like, "Oh," and it was just starting. It was just beginning to look good, and everybody who predicted that Fortson was going to be the next big thing, yeah, suddenly had a crashing return to earth. The yeah. fact that he's now going to sit on the sidelines because he's injured, and great player, great player, and and he was he was just warming up. He was just warming up. And you yeah. didn't get to see the rest of it for the rest. Mahomes seemed to like him. He Mahomes did. seemed to like him as a target. There's like this big body, athletic, catching tight ends, who's clearly played receiver in his past. Yeah. I liked him. Where do you think he sits in in the tight end room right now? Loves. You've got the four guys. Um, you've got Fortson. You've got Blake Bell. You've got Travis Kelsey, and the other one, which I've forgotten, the one that got drafted from Drake. Oh, he was um, great. Noah Gray, that's Noah Gray. it. Yeah, Noah Gray is. Yeah. Uh, it's been six months since I talked about Noah Gray. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so where, forget so, me. It is. It really. Yeah, so where? So where does Sportsman sit in that? Is it two, three, or four? I reckon he's probably got to be three at the minute. Okay, behind um, behind Bell. Agreed. But he really, he really does have the opportunity to get at least te two. Yeah, but in different different situations. Yeah, like Blake, Blake Bell obviously comes in traditionally as a blocking tight end. That's where I, if if Blake Bell's in the formation, it's, he, like, he does run routes, but it's rare. But if you if you see you're in a situation where I don't know where you've got you go five wide, and yeah. in the slot you end up with in the slots either side or mm-hmm. tight one side you get Jody Fortson, and in the slot the other side you get Travis Kelsey. Like that's a nightmare. Oh, for all defensive yeah. packages, because you you could think of like the bodies, right? The big bodies you can send out at going five wide. You can go MBS, Juju, Travis Kelsey. If you wanted to, you could go Blake Bell tight, and then you could go Jody Fortson. Like like though though think of those five bodies. Like if 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 a defensive team's got their nickel package out or their dime package out against that, mm. it's just size mismatch. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Opens up massively. It is everywhere. Like, I would love it if that could be like a goal line. Like, not necessarily a goal line, but like, I don't know, 12, 12, 15 yards out. Like, go with that sort of formation because I just don't know what, what you do. You just, you, in my opinion, if you're if you're a tight end or a receiver in this, you just go find a defender and you just box him out. Mm. <laughs> you just, you basically start playing the boards and you bo- box him out. And it's got to be exciting for Andy Reid knowing that he's got another like, true genuine receiving threat mm. in Jody Fortson to pair up with Travis Kelsey, but also to enable Travis Kelsey to rest a little bit as well, knowing there's a genuine, not as good replacement, but someone that can do a job there. And I feel like the Chiefs missed a trick a little bit last year when when Jody Fortson went down. They, they, they There was something missing from the offense that, that they, they didn't have the rest of the year. Yeah, um, I hope he comes good. I hope he continues it and uh, the injury. He's a crowd favorite, isn't he? He oh, is yeah. a crowd. He's a he. It's not like Fred Williams crowd favorite. <laughs> he, he, he is a genuine crowd favorite that everyone wants to do well. Yeah, and and like I said, he was just warming up, and it's a cruel game sometimes. It really is. All right, then um, I'll go for one more. I think um, Travis Kelsey nearing ten thousand career receiving yards. 
Um, Travis Kelsey is a must 9,006. <laughs> You've got to have the six in there. Uh, receiving yards over his first nine seasons, which is already the most all time by a tight end in his first 10 seasons. The most all time. When you think of the tight ends that, we, that have been in the last, what, 10, 10 years, mm-hmm. and to be the most in 10 seasons, in the first 10 seasons. And he missed his rookie year. Exactly. Like, is a unicorn. <laughs> I just, is it actually, I suppose it is, yeah. 2005, this is Travis Kelsey's 10th season. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Yeah, like he he's the, he's the last remaining piece that's been here the whole time that Andy Reid has. Well, played the same amount of seasons. Like oh, that's wow. mad. That's frightening, isn't it? He it, is like the true sudden, vet. It's that sudden realization. You think we haven't got long left with Kelsey, have we? I disagree. I think I do. I think he's going to be a Jason Witten or like an Antonio Gates type. Really? I think honestly, I think he's going to go and just go and just go. I think he has records on his mind. And I think he wants to smash records. Like if he, this year, right, if he reaches ten thousand yards this season, right, he goes fourth all time. Fourth. The only players ahead of him are Antonio Gates, yeah, Jason Witten, and Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez is number one at fifteen thousand one hundred twenty-seven yards. Say Travis Kelsey goes for a thousand, goes to a ten thousand this year. Yes. What another five hundred odd yards spread across what four? Five seasons, maybe. Yeah, like he can take he can take a downturn in production, but he still doesn't need that many yards to average to get over the record. Well, how old is Travis? I think he's my age, isn't he? he might be a little bit younger. I think he's 32? like 33, 32, 32, 33. So he can go if he wants to for another five, six seasons. If obviously he won't be as effective, he won't be able to like. And do the crazy stuff he did against like the Chargers, like that run, all that touchdown he scored against the Baltimore Ravens. Like he won't be able to do that anymore in a few well, years' Eagles. time. Jesus, but why can't he? Why can't he be a possession receiver? Why not? Well, yeah. Like th- this year, I genuinely think this year might be his most explosive season yet. I, really? I, I do. Yeah, I, I, the I, amount of receiving threats we've got. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. But he is just going to be. He's just Mr. Reliable. He is Mahomes' best friend. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's knocking on the door 14, 1500 yards, if he breaks George Kittle's record this year. You it really wouldn't surprise me. He's he's 32 years old. He turns 33 this season. This is his 33-year season. And I, if he's going to, what, 38, 39, then he's going to have the record. He is going to be the best receiving tight end of all time in terms of yardage. He gets it. And he's going to get to, he's going to, get to number four, fourth. By the end of his 10th season, when realistically it's his ninth season because he missed his rookie year. It's unreal. It's crazy that a guy like this fell to the third round. It really is. Like, yeah. Everyone talks about, oh, the 2013 draft was the worst draft ever. Yeah. Well, for us, it wasn't great to have the number one pick that year, but we certainly got the number one player that year. We yeah. just got him two rounds later than we should have. Further down in the article that uh, that we picked out, it says he needs 994 receiving yards to become the fifth tight end in history with 10,000 plus career receiving yards. T- fifth. There's only five tight ends in history that have got 10,000 receiving yards. Oh, I'm, I'm right? reading something different because I'm on a website here that says there's only four. Unless, of course, the one you're on includes res- uh, playoff yards, maybe. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. I, I've I've got Gates, Witten, and Gonzalez, but he can o- he can overtake Shannon Sharp and Gronk this year. Yeah. 
So it's like, and you only have to look at the games played as well. Like Tony Gonzalez, for example, played 270 games. Jason Witten played 271. Antonio Gates, 236. Travis Kelsey has played 127 games. 127 games. And he averages, listen to this, 71 yards a game. Do you know who the next closest is in the top 10? 71 yards a game? So Gronk is second in the top 10 in terms of yards per game. He is averaging 65. He averaged 65 yards a game in his career. Everyone else is either in the 50s or in the 40s. What Travis Kelsey is doing is just unbelievable. He is just changing the game. He is changing the position. It is is unheard of what he's doing. The only thing that lets Travis Kelsey down is touchdowns. He just doesn't score as many touchdowns at a rate like the other, like some of the other players. Yeah, he, he that that's just it's more so like an early year, early career problem for Travis Kelsey. Lately, he seems to score more touchdowns, especially with Mahomes. But he hasn't. He's never had that play where, like, well, actually, he did. I suppose we saw it against. We saw it against the Buffalo Bills, that type of play where you can throw an, you can throw an early pass and trust that he's just going to go and make the play. The yeah. type of play that Brady always threw to Gronk every single week. It was just like, oh, who's Gronk going to bully this this week? Yeah. And we kind of saw it with Travis Kelsey, the, the game winner against the Bills. I would love to see more of that from yeah. Travis Kelsey down the goal. He is our best receiver, whether that's a tight end or a wide receiver. When we get to goal line, let, let, let's just use him. Let, 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 let's, let's just throw it to him. He, he's going to root anyone up. If he can't root him up, he's going to box them out. He's such a big body, quick receiver. Let's get him some more touchdowns. Let's, 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 let's make sure that when he gets to Travis Kelsey's Hall of Fame speech, I don't know, in what, what I would like to be, what, maybe 2035? <laughs> then in 2035, when, is he's, when he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah. let's make sure that statistically he is the greatest of all time. And he is the one that changed, truly changed the game. Interesting you were saying that, actually, because um, there is more of a receiving threat now on this. I mean, we, yeah, we, we've spoke about Tyreek Hill being another recent, like top talent receiving threat, but the amount of receiving threats we've got now, that might open up a bit more for, for, for Kelsey to be open in the end zone, wasn't it? Yeah, potentially. You, you could think so. Obviously, in the past, you've, you've seen teams either keying on Travis or on Tyreek. Yeah. And they've doubled one of them and then played with fire the rest of them. Um, maybe, maybe they they can't. Maybe defensive coordinators can't double someone because the, because the amount of of um, players that they have to cover. I, I don't know. We we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Obviously, if the Chiefs move towards like a, a run attack as well, a, a preferable run attack, then obviously that might affect Travis Kelsey's yards a little bit. But I I still think Travis Kelsey's going to get his what his his highest ever season was what one thousand four hundred and sixteen yards, and that was the twenty twenty season. Wow, I, I, I think I think he can get more than that. I do. I I, yeah. I really really do this season, um, especially obviously with seventeen games as well. That obviously helps. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't set us off with the seventeen game records and stuff like yeah. that. Don't set us off with that. It's watered down. It's diluted. Um, yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, should we do one more before we hit the break, or should we have? A yeah, break let's first? take a break. Let's take, let's take a break. A... Let's take a break. All right, then we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be just chatting more about some more arrow headlines that we've seen this week. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. We're going through the Arrow headlines and we're having a deep dive this week because there's nothing else to talk about. So, there's nothing uh, to talk about, Brad. You should have mentioned it for the 5,000th time this show. Stop moaning. There's nothing to talk about, Tom. There's bigger issues football. than you. I want yeah, football okay. back. Do you want to crack on with one or shall I pick another one? Or I'll take another one. It's fun. I'll take. I love it. Like, I don't know if you know, I love The Ringer. Like, it might be my, other than arrowheadbride.com, it yeah. might just be my favourite website of them. Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> g- genuinely. I l- love The Ringer. Like, I know yours is you porn, but mine <laughs> is 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 The Ringer, okay? So, like, I just love what they do with TV, with movies, with F1, with with football, with um American football, I, I just love it, right? And whenever they post an article on the NFL, it's always a deep dive. It's now like you can't just flick through a ringer article, okay? You, if you want to if you want to read something on the ringer, you, you you need to be reading it, okay? You need to set aside five, ten minutes. And anyway, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I am not paid by the ringer, by the way. I I just be clear, but they always every now and then they throw some like some really good articles up and they did this week they they, they basically the article was which new players or position groups are going to affect the nfl season the most okay yeah so the premise was either you had to be new on new on a team or a new player to the nfl or a newly established position group okay? okay yeah and the one they had at the very end and they said which group or player could make the most impact in the NFL season this year. And the very last one they had, it was a quartet of Chiefs defensive rookies in Trent McDuffie, George Kalaftis, Slovaki with a Saki, Brian <laughs> Cook, and Leo Chanel. And it just talks about the reshape that the Chiefs defense had this offseason. Think about it here. That Think about the amount of new starters in this defensive lineup. If, and it's a Big, big if. If they hit the ground running. Yeah. And this defensive unit, which no one is talking about except us and the ringer, mm-hmm. could be the difference between the Chiefs making the Super Bowl or not. Like everyone talks about this offensive lineup mm-hmm. and how, oh, look at the Chiefs' new offensive lineup. No one's talking about the new defensive lineup. No. A defense that was so bad, so bad for eight weeks of the season. And then they got lucky 
And in times well with obviously Melbourne England coming, they played some bad quarterbacks. Mm. They did. Let's be honest. They played some yeah, bad yeah, they quarterbacks. They, they they disposed of them correctly, but they played some bad, bad quarterbacks. But they played who's the Jordan Love? They played Daniel Jones. They like they 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 got they got off lightly, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. But come playoff time, they were bad. The bit they couldn't stop the Bills. They couldn't get to Joe Burrow. Okay, they managed to dispose of Ben Roethlisberger's corpse, but anyone could do that. <laughs> um, but looking ahead, this defensive team, this, this this team, this players, new contributors at every single level. Yeah, Kyle Aftis on the line, Leo Chanel in the linebacker. Then you've got Trent McDuffie at corner, and then Brian Cook at safety. Yeah, if one Fornhill is not going to be like the old one Fornhill, then there's every chance that Brian Cook is playing a lot of snaps this year. Trent McDuffie, we know, will start. Leo Chanel, we know, will be part of the original three. And we know Kyle Aftis is definitely starting because there's no one else to roll out there. And yeah. if all four of these players hit alongside Nick Bolton continuing to emerge, Willie Gay continuing to emerge, Chris Jones being Chris Jones and Frank Clark returning to any form of his former Seahawk self, yeah. then all of a sudden this, this team defensively, is going to be a team that can put Mahomes in a position where he doesn't have to score 24 more or more points. I saw a stat recently that Mahomes is like 20 and two when his team, or uh, 20 and 0 or something like that, when his team um, concedes less than 24 points. Like, yeah. that's, that's ridiculous. Like, everyone talks about oh, how Aaron Rodgers has never had a defense. Mahomes literally has never had a defense ever. And when he does get one, he is unstoppable. And if this unit, can be that to that level that we want, then absolutely they can be the most impactful unit in the league in terms of the new ones. Yeah. And and when you consider, now this actually sits in lovely with the other article that I found, the most underrated player on all NFL on all 32 NFL teams, and Nick Bolton was mentioned for the Chiefs. Exactly. So if you think now we've got Nick Bolton thrown into the mix with that and in, in this defense. Yeah, Justin Reed, another new yeah, addition, another exactly. young new addition. Like it's, none of these players are old. Fenton's not old. It's looking Fenton's tasty. Fenton's not old. Sneed's not old. No. Like I, Frank Clark and Chris Jones are like the, the only true veterans of this team, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Everyone else is like a like a four year or younger player. Yeah. It's a young, 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 young defense, and yeah. it's a young offense as well. It's in fact this Chiefs team's really, really young. It's hard to forget that sometimes when you've got someone like Mahomes in, mm-hmm. who just seems like he plays like a ten-year vet. Obviously, you have got a ten-year vet in Travis Kelsey, but the entire offensive line is pretty young. Mm-hmm. the The receiver corpse is still pretty young. Yeah. Running backs are young, apart from Ronald Jones. But even again, I think what he's only like twenty-five, twenty-six, maybe. He's not that old, is he? Let's be honest. But Joe so this whole team is as well. Joe Tooney. Yeah, he, he's still only like 26. I know. Can you believe that? I thought he was like 30 odd. 26, 27, isn't he? Like, so with, and for a guard, he's yeah. still got, got, he's still got five, six, seven years left in him easily. Yeah. This, this whole team is just growing. And, and I, I just love the fact that the ring had pointed out that recognizing that it's not the receivers, it's not the new Chiefs receivers which are going to make the most impact because they realize that Mahomes is going to get his regardless. He's going to be great. But, these, these these four top picks that the Chiefs managed to throw mm. into the defense, if they contribute together, then the, the sky is the limit for for, the, for this Chiefs team going in. And it, it, I was guilty of it myself a little bit. I tend to forget about the defense because we are such a Mahomes-led team yeah. that 
we it, we do you remember the sorry do you remember the years before when it was like when we had Harley Houston Barry Johnson when when we had that defense and like you're almost excited about the defense getting onto the field because at times you thought actually they've got a better chance of scoring than the offense have yeah yeah like, it, you, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean it was like that's what it was like at times and we've completely flipped that now we now are a completely offensive led team so it is easy to forget about the defense. But you look at the additions and you think, actually, they could be the difference. There's, everyone's talking about, oh, the Chargers done this, the Raiders done this, the Broncos done this. Well, the Chief fence, uh, Chief fence, the defense, Chiefs just injected a whole new life yeah. into this de- defensive unit. Five, six new starters. That if it pans out, and it's a big if, man, bring me football. And they've gone Bring quietly about football. it as well. They've gone quietly about it, which, like, like you said, we like the kind of stealth approach that we've got with this defense yeah. at the minute. Because, I mean, yeah, it's safe to say we don't know what they're like. We don't know how no. they're going to gel. We don't know what they're going to be like right. in training camp. They might be absolute rubbish. But from what we've seen on film already from the college from college tapes and, and, and what we've been reading about about these players, there's excitement there. But it's not reached the level of fever pitch, like you said. It's at like the, the the national media level, where this defense is suddenly being talked about. I hope they get a good kind of you know start to the beginning of the season, but go about it quietly, and you know just not raise a few pulses yet. Um, find a bit of a gelling point, and then just take it on from there. A bit like what the what the O line did before. No, I want them to hit the ground running. I, 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 who, we, who have we got week one? We've got the Cardinals week one, haven't yeah. we? So week one, all I want to see is Chad Henney. That's all I want to see <laughs> on, in week one. I want the Chiefs to score 23 points, concede like seven, yeah. and then Chad Henney's out in the last few minutes just to see things out. Yeah. That, that's all I want to see. I want to see a defensive touchdown. I, I would I, honestly, I'd love to see a Justin Reed pick six. I'd love to see Kyler Murray running for his life. That's, that's all I want. I want this defense to hit the ground running. And then for everyone just to have that, oh shit moment. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. collectively. Or, or if we don't do it week one, do it against the Chargers on national TV. Do it on Amazon. The first Thursday night football on Amazon. Do it on that. And like, <laughs> Everyone's talking about everyone's talking about this Chargers team and not what well, way to tick. Who's 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 that young Greek guy that's yeah. manhandling Justin Herbert? Is, is that Hercules? <laughs> like, like, come on, who who is that? Who's that safety? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's that safety? Who's who's Leo Chanel? That's what I want people to say. Who's who's those guys? Yeah. And everyone's talking about the Chargers, the media, darling. But then the Chiefs just come out. Chief Fence comes out and just hands it to Justin Herbert. And, <laughs> Keenan Allen, who I cannot stand, just hand it to them. And then I think, oh, actually, we've got to worry about the Chiefs defense all of a sudden, not just Mahomes. Oh, it would be poetic. Yeah. Oh, and everyone's yeah. talking about all our, all these high-powered offenses in the AFC West as well. And yeah. suddenly burst on the scene with the Chiefs youth. defense. Just because there is something, there is something likable about youth players. It doesn't matter what sport. Mm. It, you you just beget behind young athletes. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It, it, it's almost like you you feel like you're there at the start of their at the start of their career. So you, you almost feel like their dad a little bit. You know, you <laughs> know what I mean? Moment, yeah. you, you do, you do. You feel. Oh, I remember when you were such a baby. Like you know, <laughs> you know, like you know. And now look at you. That's that's what you feel like with youth players. And so you, yeah. when you when you when you've got 
youth players, especially if you support a bad team, mm. if you've got youth players, it's, it's kind of nice to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And the Chiefs have had a bad defence. They have. They had a few weeks right. last year that was good. But in general, they've had a bad defence. And just to see this light at the end of the tunnel for the Chiefs defence, the young players to add like to like Nick Bolton and that lot, it just, it just makes <laughs> rooting for the defence just a little bit more... Yeah, easier than it has been in in years past. Yeah, well, I'm going to flip it on this next article because I'm going to flip it over to the offensive side because um, for those of you who uh, have that narrative of you don't think Mahomes is going to be as good without Tyree Kill, let's just let's just put this out there, right? This article says that the Chiefs wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantlin was the NFL's second fastest ball carrier in the NFL last season with a top speed of 22.09 miles per hour. <laughs> 22. I mean, I, God, I can't even get that sometimes on a push bike, but 20, 22.09 on a 75-yard touchdown reception against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, compare that with Tyreek Hill's fastest top speed that he's, he's been recorded of having with the ball mind. Let's just say this is with the ball. Yeah, he was 21.91 miles per hour. So in a way, MVS is going to fill that void, surely. I'd love, I need to see the play. I, I, I need to see the play. Like, like <laughs> the, the only reason why I doubt it a little bit, and I, I, I'm not doubting the speed that MVS got to. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure he caught a pass in stride and just went. That's what I should imagine. Five yards. Yeah, that's what I should imagine happened. A bit like, do you remember when Damian Williams, again, again against the Vikings, had yeah. that run? Yeah, and just yeah. went. Um, he just seemed like a rocky, even though Tyreek Hill was absolutely lightning after him. <laughs> but the, the, the bit that separates Tyreek Hill from everyone else is the plays like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that, yeah. that one in the final minute of that game where he took a ball in stride and no other player in the NFL scores a touchdown on that play. No. No, no other player. And we're just going to have to get used to the idea of just not having that type of threat. McCall Hardman is like a Poundland version of Tyreek Hill. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe you said that. Like, he's good-ish, but he's not Tyreek Hill. And we don't want McCall Hardman to be Tyreek Hill. We want him to be McCall Hardman yeah. because he can't be Tyreek Hill. He's just not very good at, it, at that role. So we're not going to see the type of plays where you know, you know, like the quick out that, that Tyreek Hill had against the Browns with Chad Henney yeah. like in the playoffs a couple of years ago. That's become like a staple of like the time-wasting Andy Reid offense. Yeah. That's not going to happen. When you need a first down for a quick out to Tyreek Hill, it's going to happen. Like that's not going to happen anymore. It's, it's just not, we just ha- don't have that player. MVS, yes, might be fast in a, in a, in a straight line. He, well, he clearly is, 22 miles an hour. It's mm-hmm. lightning. Pretty rapid. But it's how quickly can he get in and out of breaks? He, he, that's where Tyreek Hill's speed is completely different to every other player. He is fast in small spaces. Yeah. And lightning, obviously, also in the getting big stretch as well. Getting off Sorry? the line. Getting off yeah, the he's, line. He, he is a, a completely different way. And I'm sure that Miami are going to do an excellent job of utilising those skills. I'm, I'm sure they will. Back to the Chiefs. Maybe in those situations I'm talking about where the quick outs to, to ice games. Maybe we go back to like the old offense, the Alex, Alex Smith version when 
you always knew that if the Chiefs needed a first down, it was going to be a screenplay. Oh, it was always a screen. Every oh. single time it would be like Anthony Sherman catching a pass <laughs> behind Rodney Hudson or like yeah. anyone. It would just be it would Mitch Morse. It would just be a wall of linemen out in front for Anthony <laughs> Sherman. No one's like we all knew it was coming, but somehow the defensive coordinators didn't contour it. Maybe that's what we're gonna see. Maybe we're gonna see like the, the revival of the the, the amazing Andy Reid screen game. And again, we talked about tight ends. We talk about offensive line. We talk about running backs. That's going to be enabled. Like the big blocking wide receiver, maybe that's going to be an option for this year. This year, And yes, whilst we still have the deep threats in McCall Hardman in MBS, maybe we're going to see a different type of passing offense where we're going to get a bit trickier, a bit of our Andy Reid of old. I think that's the key thing. I think there's a lot of people worried about the fact that Tyreek was always that deep ball threat, wasn't it? And now we don't have that, but we do. We still have that threat. I mean, you know, the, the guys that we have at the moment still are rapid. Like you said, yeah. um, MVS, Nicole Hardman, he's another rapid one. Um, so there is going to be that deep ball threat. So I think the purpose of that article was to just settle a few nerves, just settle a few nerves that not all is lost because we've lost Tyreek Hill. Now is the time to really kind of open this offense up. And like you said, the, the playbook's going to be so different this year. Yeah, That's for what sure. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking to see what is going to, what Andy Reid is going to draw up in this playbook because it's, I think he's really chomping at the bit to really kind of stretch defenses now. Yeah, and definitely. Hopefully get some, some new names as well for our play yeah. calls. If you can tell, like, we're so itching for football because we're sitting there talking, oh, can't wait for this offense, can't wait for the defense. You know, <laughs> for the what's, gonna be like when, what's it going to be like when training camps arrives, man? Like, the, the next podcast we record will be a training camp preview. Yeah. That's what it will be. There's no, no more of this fluff. Like, there is <laughs> pure training camp preview. Like, it's just... Oh, can't wait. I just cannot wait to overanalyze like a fan filmed video of yeah. I don't know, like MBS catching a deep pass for my homes. It's, it's like, filmed on a potato, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Literally yeah. filmed on a potato. Yeah. And you everyone's listening to this going, Oh, I don't I don't overreact to that stuff. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Everyone <laughs> does it. Everyone does it. You've been so starved of cheese football for so long that you'll see, I don't know. Justin Reed make a play, yeah. a one-handed interception, and you'll be like, "Well, the Chiefs have clearly got Ed, um, uh, Ed Reed back in the back in the deep field for him, haven't they?" Like that's exactly what it's like. We've all reacted to the the tour to Tyreek Hill pass, so you know exactly, yeah, exactly. So exactly. you know, do you remember? Do you remember the year? Do you remember the year Mahomes got drafted and the training camp footage coming out of that? Yeah, and everyone was going mad. Over yeah. this potato filmed vi videos <laughs> of Mahomes leading a, uh, a drill, we know because we reacted to it. we we talked about it on previous yeah. podcasts. Like we we're all guilty of it, and there's no way in hell if George Carlaftus manages to beat I don't know Orlando Brown or um, whoever's going to line up a right tackle in in this yeah. season. We really don't know who that's going to be. You can tell me that we're not going to react to that. Yeah. Of course we are. Course, we're we're going to react to everything. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're a natural, ain't you, Tyro? <laughs> of course, I am. <laughs> there's there's a niche reference for people. There is a niche reference. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen the film Snatch, you need to watch it. Cheese Kingdom. It. It's, it's it's on Netflix, I believe. <laughs> it's uh, Brad Pitt plays an Irish traveller 
or gypsy yeah um yeah you've got jason statham in it stephen graham is it's brilliant great it brilliant guy, it's a guy Ritchie film you need to watch it <laughs> there's our little kind of uh plug for the week <laughs> there we go there's your homework cheese kingdom <laughs> um the only last one i've got really is um uh the toughest three game stretch for each team in the in the nfl for 2022 the chiefs apparently three game stretch is week 11 against the Chargers, week 12 against the Rams, and week 13 against the Bengals. That doesn't look too difficult to me. Other than the Rams, <laughs> other than the Rams, other than the Rams, that doesn't look too difficult to me. Oh, yeah. Well, if everything we talked about in the last half an hour is right, then it won't be difficult. It won't all be I know is, is that all I know is that when the Chiefs play the Rams, me and you will be, will be in stadium. We will be there. We will be in Arrowhead Stadium watching yeah. them and i probably just... might not see the game because we might be pretty darn drunk from all the tailgating yeah maybe yeah. maybe or murdered because england beat usa on the friday <laughs> yeah we might not even get to the game we might be in the missouri river <laughs> our england shirts on yeah <laughs> yeah they're just they just be a couple of england shirts hanging off a bridge somewhere and then uh, <laughs> all you'll see is a couple of bare bums <laughs> Hanging out the Missouri River. <laughs> we're either very drunk or we're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's all we've got time for this week. Your boys from the kingdom will return again in two weeks' time. And we'll be obviously looking at the wonderful training camp footage filmed on a potato. Uh, for more Chiefs content, stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network as Chiefs training camp is just around the corner. We're nearly there. Come on, we're nearly there. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another. We'll speak to you again soon. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.